everybody to your Westside Lions podcast. It is your host here, Ben Miller. I am back. Um, still getting over a little bit of an illness that I had, but we are going to work through it today uh, because, well, we have a Lions game to talk about. Um, it was not a great game, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our guests. Well, I guess we're not. you're not really a guest here anymore, Jake. I, I guess you're you know, full-blown participant here. Uh, You're just about as much as this as I am. So uh, welcome back again, Jake. How are you doing today? Doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I was able to get back to work a little bit today at least, so I'm I'm on the up and up, which is good. So we're making strides. Speaking of making strides, let's talk about the Lions game. (laughs) In a season that is just filled with turmoil and tough times ahead, we look to find where we can find bright spots on the team and in, in, in young guys and things that we can continue to hold on hope for. And then, Wait, we... and then, and almost half our entire roster gets the flu, like myself, and and then some put on the COVID injured reserve list. So we had <laughs> quite the bare bones roster for this game. Um, I think going into this game, I had zero expectations because, I mean, we've talked about this, right? Going into the regular season, we had the worst roster of any NFL mm-hmm. team. And then we started getting obliterated with injuries, which then just added on top. And we're like, hey, not only is this roster the worst in the NFL, now we're hoping for just the younger guys to kind of show out. And there were a couple guys that did, right? The, uh, and yeah. we're going to talk about that for a little bit in a second. But then once we're like, okay, where else could this po- team possibly get any worse? Then this whole flu and COVID breakout starts happening. And we get to literally, like, I, I feel like the Detroit Lions were just, like, taking people off the streets at some point. Be like, hey can you do anything in football? Because we need some people. Uh, it mm-hmm. was, I mean, every big player, I mean, DeAndre Swift was out with injury. Uh, TJ Hawkinson actually was out with injury, but Jamal Williams out with COVID. Uh, Tracy Walker put yep. on the COVID list. If you two was going to come back and he got put on the IR list. I mean, the injury report on Tuesday, I think it was had 26 lions, not practicing due to illness. I have never seen that in the history of NFL where 26 and remember a roster is 53 players. 26 of them were not playing because of, of illness. That is bonkers. And so, yeah, going into this game, I can't say I really had too much, um, high hopes for this game. I had, I saw somehow a lot of lions fans, Still kind of hoping and feeling like the Lions were going to get their second win, but I don't know about, like, I I certainly did not feel that going into this game with the team that we had. Um, Mm -mm. So uh, let's, I guess I still want to talk a little bit about some players and, and injury reserve and all of this stuff kind of going together here. I want to talk about, we talked about, when some of our bigger names went down, like uh, Jeff Okuda, 
we had yeah. to rely on some people coming in behind him. We had Afitu Belafonmu. He he kind of showed a little bit of promise. That was good. We had uh, AJ Parker mm-hmm. as our nickel corner. He looked really good. Then both of those guys got injured, and then we're like, oh, man, who do we have now? And in comes Jerry Jacobs, uh. who looked like <laughs> a starting NFL corner. Like, I think mm-hmm. he really could have – I think he really could beat out Amani Oruwariye for wider seat or for cornerback one on this team. I generally think he could too. Yeah, it, it it'd be close, but I think Jerry could win. Yeah, and then <laughs> really early on in this game, a awful, awful uh, ACL injury for Jerry Jacobs, which the coach uh, Dan Campbell said in his uh, press conference. I think it was Tuesday, uh, Monday. I think it was Monday, said is about a nine-month injury. So, uh, I mean, as soon as a Lions fan just begins to find some kind of hope, we just get it smashed. Um, mm-hmm. That's a big, you know, big blow. How did you feel about that? I mean, I didn't get to watch it. I was Like I said, I was sick. I actually took a nap right before this game, and I woke up, like, five minutes in this game, and it had already happened. I saw everyone on Twitter like, oh, Jerry Jacobs, no. I was like, what? No, no, what happened? <laughs> but, but how did you feel about it? I mean, how could you feel? Like, there's no positive reaction to this. Mm. It, there's no there's no possible way you can be like, there's no good outcome out of this no. at the moment. This is terrible. This He was by far one of the best undrafted, uh, if not best undrafted free agent rookie this season in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And he has proved to be a starting caliber NFL cornerback, matching up against Justin Jefferson and other great wide receivers too. And right. Jamar Chase, he's he's matched up against great wide receivers, and he's done a great job. Right. And it he he's one of our best rookies this season, which is saying a lot considering how how great our rookie class has been this so far. Mm-hmm. But it's very upsetting personally, like. We get we get a glimpse of hope for for not even a whole season and it just falls apart. It's really upsetting to me, but yeah. I'm I have a feeling he's going to be re-signed for quite a few years, so it's something we can build up on. And I don't I think he'll have time to take time, you know, to mm-hmm. get back up because we'll definitely have Jeff Okuda back next season, which we would definitely want to include. To see how much he can do, yeah, with our new coaching staff. And... That, I mean, that was not even a week ago. People were having conversations yep. about when Jeff Okuda comes back. What do we do? Because we've got Jerry Jacobs yeah. and Amani. Or I mean, like he was playing that good of like where people mm-hmm. were having conversations about. Well, what do we do with Jeff Okuda, our number three overall pick? Yep, that's how good he was three. playing. Yep. Um, and I still think that that's going to have a lot of conversation when the next training camp comes based Mm -hmm. mainly on, you know, Jeff Okuda's health and everything. Um, because there are some possibilities with him, but I personally think one of them could be, is going to be switched to safety. I don't know which one yet, but yeah, definitely one of them. Yeah. I think that that's going to be something that, uh, is looked at for sure is if Mm -hmm. he transitions to safety, um, depends really on how he recovers. I think if he recovers, you know, well, I mean, he's super young still, so he could fully recover and get that explosiveness back. We could still use a great corner. Um, and it wouldn't hurt to have him and Jerry Jacobs, when he gets back healthy again as well. Um, 
you know, an embarrassment of riches, mm-hmm. that'd be great. You know, um, however, mm-hmm. I think with Jerry Jacobs going out, I think that corner gets to be a little bit higher of a priority now in the draft than what it was, I think, because I mean, Amani is a free agent after next year. Jeff Okuda, we don't know. We can't, you know, mm-hmm. we can't rely on something that we don't know. And Jerry Jacobs is out probably at least, probably at least halfway through training camp. Um, yep. And then, and then you're looking at maybe a Fita Melifonu if he can, if he can get back up there again. But I mean, besides Okuda, maybe again, and you can't even say for sure on Okuda, you're looking at maybe a Fita Melifonu and possibly Jerry Jacobs if he goes, I mean, you know, you gotta, I think you gotta at least take a flyer at some point that you're going to need to. I, I, and I, and Brad Holmes shows that he can he can draft corners. Uh-huh. I definitely could see uh, us taking a cornerback. That yeah. is for sure. Especially, I feel like, well, looking at the film of some of the cornerbacks in this upcoming draft, there's a lot of great depth in the first two rounds. I definitely think we could get a first-round talent in the second round for cornerback. Yeah. I don't know if I put corner that high in my needs, but yeah, definitely. I think we have a lot of needs though. It'll be interesting to see yeah. how we do with it. Um, Wait, this team does have a lot of needs. So. Yeah. So speaking of needs, let's talk into which position group, not position group, which entire group offense or defense do you think played worse on, on this game? I don't think either one of them particularly played great. I think one maybe was a little bit more of a letdown than what we've seen before. And one kind of played up more than normal, but I don't know. What were your thoughts on, on the total team here? Uh, personally, I'm going to say the defense played uh, worse to my expectations in the offense because for the offense this year, we, we understand what this offense is. We all do as Lions fans. We know what we're going to expect every week for the most, for most of the time, of course. And it is, the expectations are below minimal. Mm-hmm. So for defense this week, it was honestly very disappointing to see how uh, how terrible uh, the the run defense was. I mean, yeah. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon absolutely destroyed our defense this week, and that cannot happen. I, I... will give credit to them. I think they are both a great running back duo, one of the best in the NFL, but they are not elite running backs themselves yet. Right. I, especially Javante Williams. I mean, he's a rookie, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't put him up there yet, but I feel like this is something the defense needs to be addressed definitely because that was not good at all. And I, I'm trying to remember, I, I'm almost positive because I don't really talk Lions football to many people, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm almost positive. I've talked to you guys about how the run defense on this team is not good, yeah, but people, but people have just not taken advantage of it somehow. Like mm-hmm. it's not looked good whenever somebody is really just look at the Eagles, look at you yeah. know, multiple <laughs> teams and Jordan Howard. Yeah. I mean, when we played green Bay, it was, Hey, we're just going to have you try to run it on us and see how it goes. Green Bay annihilated us on the run. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and then yeah, Eagles annihilate uh, when we want them to run at us, it doesn't go well. Why are we like mm-hmm. our our thing is we want them to try to throw it in the air because Aaron Glenn, who 
deserves a huge notice of recognition for getting this team, yeah. the defense, because it is missing almost all of the talent on this team. Oh yeah. All of the talent on this team is basically on the defense and it's, and it's all gone right now due to injuries. So he deserves still a looking huge, not too bad. Right. Yeah. They look like, I mean, not quite to an average defense, but just below average, yeah. which yeah. in the NFL, that, that that's decent. That'll, that'll at least, you know, possibly yeah. should, should not lose you games. Um, mm-hmm. But we're not, I mean, we're just not good against the run. And, and there's a big reason why I think that that is one, our defensive tackles need to start playing a little bit better. I think we could mm-hmm. give our rookies like Lee McNeil and Levi and Enrique a little bit of a pass at the first part of the yeah. season. They're new. It's a, you know, you got to get to the NFL, all of this stuff. I think we have to start expecting a little bit more out of them now. They need to start stepping yeah. up a little bit more. Aleem showed, um, some, he had he his first career sack. Early. So that was cool. Um, mm-hmm. but they've got to start stepping up. And then the biggest need, which is something that has gr- went extremely high up on my draft needs list this, this year, um, is linebacker. Linebacker yep. is such a big need. We have Derek Barnes, who is is showing that he's so far okay, but he's a fourth yeah. round talent, you know. And, and there's a reason that he was in the fourth round. And yeah. there's, as of right now, Derek Barnes is the only linebacker we have on roster after this year. Linebacker is such a big need. Plus, Alex Anzalone went down in this game. He was hurt um, early on as well, so. You know, we really need some linebacker help here. And I think that that's going to be a big thing in the draft because you need those guys to come up, fill those gaps, um, be able to read. And th- and that's going to help you tremendously in in the run game. Um, yeah. But, I mean, just – I've said it before and I'm going to keep saying it again. At least until they start either game planning for it or get the, the talent to help. The Lions' run defense is not good. People just don't take mm-hmm. advantage of it for some reason. They, I just don't get it. If you mm-hmm. keep going at them in the run game, you will win. You will. It's just that simple. Yep. They don't stack the box because they don't have the people to stack the box, and they will. And you'll easily get your first downs, and you can just waste away the entire entire clock. Yeah, Vic Vangio took a big advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, I mean, and why wouldn't you? Honestly, I think that mm-hmm. the Broncos are very similar in the way that they play the game that to how they the Lions do. Oh. They have they have a, a quarterback that is kind of a bridge quarterback. However, their quarterback mm-hmm. is much more consistent. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Aha. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that their quarterback doesn't like to throw it downfield either. And... Um, is kind of inconsistent. They rely on their running game, you know, all the, it's basically the same stuff. The difference is Teddy Bridgewater is a bit more consistent and they have better, There's way more talent. Yes. Much more talent everywhere. Um, which is why Broncos are competing for a playoff spot and the lions are not. Yep. Um, but I think that, I mean, I think it's a, it's a, perfectly fine strategy to have right like dan campbell wants to do it as well you get in front and you just waste the clock away by running it down their throats that's fine why not you know do it yeah the issue is especially when you're a team like that like the broncos or the lions if you get down 
you don't have the talent to come back. You don't have a Matthew Stafford type yeah. quarterback that can bring you back. And that's the biggest problem with Jared Goff is he's not, you cannot rely on him to bring you back out of a deficit. So, I don't know. I'm, I think that some of the, uh, the star dazzle around Jared Goff from last week is starting to wear off. Um, mm-hmm. after this game, I, I I think he deserves a little bit of praise. I think he does deserve a little bit of praise. He tried yeah. at least throw the ball downfield a decent amount. It mm-hmm. seems like he's starting to connect with Amon Ross St. Brown a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think Amon Ross looking really good. I think even um, Josh Reynolds, he's, I mean, yeah. that connection still looks good. Um, I think, I think that, Hawkinson is a bit off and on. Yeah, Hawkinson is off and on whenever, you know, he's in. And then, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, he's building those relationships. He's, he's pushing the ball downfield a little bit, which is what you want to see, which is good. However, when he was pushing the ball downfield, he was sailing it past the wide receivers, like not even giving him a <laughs> chance. So that's not good. And yeah. that's not a problem that Goff had a whole bunch before he was like so accurate. He was one of the most mm-hmm. accurate quarterbacks in the league. So this but was... we can't we can't compare I, I feel like it's unfair to compare the situation he had in LA to the one he has in Detroit. Well, situation wise, no. However, just you can look at in a vacuum a quarterback throwing it down deep and see how accurate he is, whether or not the situation is different, you know? I mean, where Jared Goff is having a clean pocket and he's fading back and then fall like hitting a guy on the tackle. Dude, you have a clean pocket. Just stand there, throw the ball. Well, Mm -hmm. you don't have to try to do something. He does this little like spin around like he's Lamar Jackson, but the man has two bricks on his feet. He's, he's not going (laughs) to pull that crap off. He's, you can't just sit in the pocket, throw the ball accurately. And he just, mm-hmm. I think he's lost that step. I don't think he's, I don't think he has that, pos, uh, that uh, kind of um, accuracy anymore. I just don't think I agree. he has it. Um, so talking about, actually, while we're here and quarterbacks and wide receivers, I have maybe a hot take. I don't think that wide receiver is as big of a need anymore than it was in the beginning of the year. Well, are you talking about need for right now? No, for the future. Like if we, if we, yeah, if we take, if we keep Josh Reynolds on and Amon Ra, I don't think it's as big of a need. I could see them as wide receiver two and three and be perfectly okay with that. Especially if Quintez Cephas comes back in as well. I think we still get, we still need a big, bona fide number one guy, I think that would still be great. However, <laughs> I don't think that we need to do like a whole bunch in free agency and in draft. We got to grab this and this to fill because I, I feel better off with the wide receivers that we have now than I did at the beginning of the year with like Brashad Perryman and Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams. You know, I didn't feel great. I, I feel like this is okay. I, I like what I'm seeing from Amon Ra and what I'm seeing from Josh Reynolds, if, and that's a big if, we plan on keeping Jared Goff next year. Because I think the only reason Josh Reynolds works well is because of the connection with Jared Goff. I, I, I'm i going to have to strongly disagree with you there. 
there's no doubting that what Amon Ra and Josh Reynolds have done is is solid. It's generally solid. Amon Ross and Browns had a, a very solid rookie year, and I could definitely see him being wide receiver three on this team in the future. But when Jared, if if we keep Jared Goff for next year, and just for the future in the general and in generally when we have our our next future quarterback, who I'm hoping is Bryce Young, but that's for another day. But we need the we need at least two more very good wide receivers, I feel like, for this roster. I I feel like we need the bona fide number one guy who's who's a potential pro bowler every year. And then a very solid number two. I I just I, I generally think that not, we, we do, need that. Do you think that Quintez Cephas can't be that number two? I I don't think Qu- Quintez Cephas can be that number two. Okay. I, that's just how I feel personally. I mean, we disagree here, but I definitely think we need two more, okay. two more bona fide starters. All right, then. one early first round pick for sure. That's how I feel personally. Yeah, I I still think that wide receiver. I. I I do think we need wide receiver. It'll be interesting because I, I think that there's some really good wide receivers in free agency, although I would like to get a young guy. Um, yeah, I, so, I, I'm honestly, I'm personally very impressed with this rookie draft class of wide receivers coming in. Yeah. I definitely think we could get a, a solid number two or one in the early second, late first round pick. I definitely think I don't. I don't think we have to go with our first overall pick on wide receiver, of course. But of course not. I could definitely see us picking up, you know, Drake London in the second, or, or, I don't know, whoever, yeah. whoever. Yeah. It'll be uh, it'll be a fun thing to discuss and talk about for a while. Yeah. Um, sure. yeah so going along with people that have impressed me, um, Craig Reynolds, our yeah, running back for sure. Um, Netflix. You, I'm sure you talk, you've, did you hear about his nickname, Netflix? I did not. It, he's called Netflix around the team because literally the day before the preseason game where he, he came in and pulled out that huge touchdown, he was watching Netflix when he got the call that he was going to be part of the Lions team. So they call him Netflix. Um, and, and he looked great once again, mm-hmm. you know? In the in in the entire preseason, he looked amazing. So I was glad yeah. that they kept him. And then um, Godwin Igwebuke was kind of our running back four, mm-hmm. and Reynolds was five. However, Igwebuke did not look great. He fumbled the ball, uh, looking pretty rough there. Uh, I love Igwebuke's story, for, you know, converting from safety to running back. But I mean, you got to hang out of the ball. It was just rough for him. <laughs> Craig Reynolds looked amazing, pulled off another big run. He was the number one running back in the NFL this, this week. Um, so that was pretty cool. 7.5 yards of carry. That's yep. phenomenal. 7.5. Yeah, exactly. Craig Reynolds is a star. I really like that. I think in my book, I think now Craig Reynolds is kind of pushing Jamar Jefferson for running back three. I think yeah. that they're having a I've fight there. I've said it there. since the preseason that he should be on this starting roster. Yeah, I agree. And, and, this is so weird for me to say. I don't know if we're going to extend Swift with the running backs that we've got on this team. I that's that's a stretch. That's I don't that's know. That's a stretch. Cuz I think he he might want like 
top running back like money. And we've talked about it, right? Running backs get hurt. Yeah, running back. You don't pay is... a bunch of money to a running back because they're so interchangeable. While Swift is amazing and he's a great player and he's one of our best players, if he asks for a contract like that, I I just don't know. I don't know if it's worth it for a team that's rebuilding, right? I just yep. don't know if it's worth it. I guess we'll leave that for the Brad Holmes of the world to decide. But Maybe I we think... could take Kenneth Walker. Who knows? No. <laughs> um. But, but I think there's, you know, a lot of promise in this running back room. Um, yeah, and I'm honestly. excited about that. It's one of the first times the Lions have been able to say that in a very long time. How'd you feel about Craig Reynolds? I felt very great. And I think coming in uh, coming in, in that role this game, what, with all those running backs down, I think he did phenomenal in that role. May yeah. I also mention one other player that really impressed me if you're about to say the player that i was just about to talk about i'm gonna laugh go ahead Tenace yeah Bell, yes the top offensive tackle this week with a 91.0 pff grade yep if that man is not a pro bowler i don't know who you are Bodie. yeah i don't think he'll be one this year i wish he would because he deserves it but yeah oh my goodness yeah Pene Sewell. i think <laughs> since week Six. So hold on. Let's talk real quick about Penesul. He comes into the league, right? He is a left tackle at Oregon. He comes into the league. We ask him, hey, please go to the right side. We've talked about this. That's that's difficult for tackles yeah. to do, right? It's mm-hmm. difficult for somebody who's done their entire life doing one side to switch over to the other side. It's like trying to write your name with your other hand. It's difficult. you got to take time to learn it. So we're thinking... Okay, it's going to take him a while to do this. And then, right before the season starts, Taylor no. Decker gets out, and you're like, hey, you've been learning this all off season. Go back to left tackle, please. Right? And they were like, yep. oh, man, let's see how he looks. And he starts off great. And, great. Then, yeah. and then he had a couple rough games, a little mm-hmm. bit of a learning curve. And we're like, oh, man, what is happening here? And then and Taylor Decker comes back, and we're like, hey, this is week six. He's going he's gonna to back. What, what are we going to do with Taylor Decker? Oh, we're going to push him back to right tackle. Now, Penesul is now back at right tackle. And we're like, oh, this has got to be rough for the kid. And since week six, he has been the second highest rated offensive tackle on the right side since week six. That is tremendous. Mm-hmm. This guy is a star in the making. Yep. I... There's very few times that I think that somebody, you know, you can look at their rookie season and be able to say, you know what? They did exactly right for this pick. They did exactly right for this pick because, you know, it's it's very difficult for um, a player, whether it's, you know, like a quarterback or whatever, that even if they have a great year, that it's going to continue. It, mm-hmm. It's very difficult, but Pene Sewell, you can just tell with that guy, you know, yeah. the way he holds himself, the way he's been and Oh, by the way, he's had a shoulder injury for the last three weeks and he's still top rated offensive tackle. Like what? Mm-hmm. That is unbelievable. And I just think, you know, when the coaches talked about uh, last week, they were saying how 
they were going over the injury report and everything, and 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 Pene Sewell was on there. Pene Sewell came up to them. He's like, "You're not going to keep me from playing. I will play." Like that's what that's a guy that Dan Campbell loves mm-hmm. because it's that blue collar, you know, grinding guy that they're going to give you everything they've got. And that's what we need on this team are those types of guys. And those are the guys that make it to the pro bowls. Those are the guys that become hall of famers. Even I yep. think this kid has the potential to have an amazing career. Most definitely. I truly believe that, and I think that we absolutely nailed it on getting Penae yep. Sewell. Oh, yeah. No one better that we could no. have chosen at that pick. And, and there's been a lot of people talking about, oh, Michael Parsons is so great. He's been playing. He has. He's played great. Yeah. He's played it's tremendous. It, it's not it's, the same. Michael Parsons yeah. is doing – he's playing great. However, oh, yeah. one, that's – Trying to play the year candidate. Yeah, that right? that's that's – one it's got to be coaching it's scheme he fits all of that mm-hmm. stuff perfectly he fits the cowboys mentality that's not yeah that's not the mentality that we have in detroit though that's mm-hmm. the oh i'm cool i'm you know i'm better than everybody <laughs> type of a thing here in detroit we're like we're gonna we're gonna kick your ass type of a mentality you know <laughs> we're the guys that are like we're gonna scrap we're gonna I mean, just like dan campbell said and that's the guy that Penny Sewell is. And I love seeing it. I absolutely love seeing it. Um, we're going to talk about this much later when we get to the end of the season and talk about, we're going to grade after season mm-hmm. one, the draft that we had last year. We're going to, we're going to rate. For that. Yeah. We're going to rate Brad Holmes on the draft picks and free agency stuff that he did. Um, so we're going to, we're going to go over that. That I can already tell you right now, it's going to be a huge it's A plus. A. It's going to be a huge A, a plus yeah. from us for that. Um, mm-hmm. There is, however, a, a, another player in this upcoming draft that reminds me a lot of that kind of mentality, and he's available at pick number one. I'm just saying. Well, isn't everyone available at pick one? Huh? <laughs> he's kind of that blue collar worker. <laughs> I don't know. I'm more of a fan of the. Green. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. I, I, I haven't made my mind up there yet. Yeah, well, we're gonna. Yeah, time. we'll definitely talk about that more. We'll definitely talk about that more. Um, but yeah, I think, and, and and this also has to be said. Taylor Decker's come back and been just fine. Like he's top. He's back yeah. to the top five left tackle. Mm-hmm. I mean, our tackles are doing amazing. Mm-hmm. Now our center, interior offensive, our center, our poor that poor guy. We're on our third string center. Took his first like NFL snaps this week against the Broncos. Just getting bowled over left and right. And I'm like, I'm watching this game, just saying, oh, this poor guy. Like, he's like, hey, we finally get to make it off the practice squad. Oh wait, we're starting. Oh, we're going <laughs> against the Broncos defensive tackles. Oh, this should be fun. Mm-hmm. So. That was uh, <laughs> I felt bad for him, but we do have mm-hmm. some good some good guards next to him. You know, we have Jonah Jackson. We've got uh, Vitai. Who who I think Jonah Jackson plays very good. I think Vitai does very okay. Vitai, he's very okay. <laughs> sometimes you'll get good stuff from him. Sometimes it's not so good. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he had more of a better game this last one. Um, 
there's one specific block. It was a pull around block. He he just I mean annihilated a guy. Set up a block perfectly. I am very excited about this offense for the future because we still have them all for another like I think Vitae is up in like two years. I think that's the soonest mm-hmm. one of contracts up. Um, and I I probably would assume that he's not gonna stick around. I probably would assume we're gonna have somebody that replaces him within that time, but. All the rest of them, they're here for like five years, like four or five years. So um, I'm very excited about that possibility. Um, I think it's going to be very fun to see. Oh, yeah. Is there any other positives or anything else you want to talk about with the team before we look into next week? Uh, there's one more player, Josh Woods. He led our team in tackles this week for someone that we haven't seen all year. I sure. think that w- that's very impressive. I don't yeah. think he's big on this team but uh josh woods 13 total tackles I, i'll take it yeah and that's i think that's another credit to aaron glenn brad holmes i oh. think it's aaron glenn and i mean obviously brad holmes to get the guys yeah. but like we've talked about last year and earlier this year the coaching gets the best out of the players that's when you have a good coach yeah aaron glenn's doing that i think the biggest worry that the lions have this offseason is somebody poaching aaron glenn I think that's one of the worst case scenarios for the Lions this offseason because But he's not a flashy he's not a flashy coaching. Well, he had head coaching of... he had head coaching um interviews last year. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope that people were like, Hey, the Lions suck this year. Maybe we don't yeah. look at Aaron Glenn. Because honestly, mm-hmm. if we get some talent around it, I would be so excited to see what Aaron Glenn can put together with the with a really mm-hmm. talented roster. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, let's let's move on to next week though. We've got Cardinals coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really think we have much that we need to talk about th- yeah, with this one. There's not much to say there. Let's let's just kind of go into the things that we think we know. Uh, I'll start with you. What do you? What's the one thing that you think you know? Uh, I'm gonna say James Conner wins Offensive Player of the Week against us. Okay. Yeah, I I could see that totally. <laughs> um, my thing that I think I know going against this Cardinals defense is that every last bit of possible good vibes that somebody has around Jared Goff, whether it's they still think he's got some good in him or, or, or the other week when he pulled out a win that he's back to his normal self, every last bit of those good vibes will be gone after this game. <laughs> he's going to be so bad in this game at least the stat line is going to be so bad for him in this game that they are just, everyone's going to be ready to move on from Jared Goff. Everybody's going to be, we're going to get one of those um, little post game conferences where, where Dan Campbell's just saying he's got to do better than that. Cause it's not going to be good. I can almost Mm -hmm. guarantee it. It's a difficult, difficult defense to go against. Plus, the Cardinals are mad. They just lost a close one against the Rams. Yeah, they want to still go get that number one seed, so they still have mm-hmm. some stuff to go after, and the Lions do not have the weapons to do so. It's going to be brutal. Yes, and especially if we still have a bunch of people that are on the COVID list and everything, because some of them were put on there like Sunday night and every, I mean, like Saturday morning and sat, and Sunday, so... We'll see. It's still going to probably be a little bit of a depleted roster. So, mm-hmm. well, that'll be fun. I look forward to that. <laughs> All righty. As always, make sure you follow the podcast. If you haven't done so already, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on 
our anchor.fm site and YouTube. Now we are on there as well. Uh, make sure that you leave us a rating and go ahead and give us a comment. If you have not done so, share it with your friends. But until next time, go Lions!